Shalom Malachim, and welcome back to the broadcast, Peace Be Upon You. I'm Sean, your host. Website can be found at www.scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to support this mission of truth, find the archives, and all that fun stuff. Today we are resuming our Torah portion. Uh, we're looking at this week's portion, which is called Shalak. And uh, this deals with the spies being sent into Canaan. Let me read the portion summary from you, for you uh, from the TorahPortions.org website. Here's what it says. It says the 37th reading from the Torah is called Shalach, an imperative verb that means send out. The portion is so named from the first few words of the second verse. Send out for yourself men so that they may spy out the land of Canaan. The Torah reading tells the tragic story of how the spies returned with a bad report about the promised land and influenced the congregation of Israel to rebel against the Lord. Thus God consigned the generation of Moses to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. This particular portion, by the way, also deals with giants in the land. Now, I have covered these giants. As a matter of fact, when we got when we talked about uh, Genesis chapter six, we've talked about it. Enoch chapter six. The history, not only in the Bible, but bones that's been dug up over the centuries, prove and tell the story without ex- without question that there were giants in the land all over the earth. If you want to know more about that, uh, you can go to my YouTube channel and then go to the little search box and just type in giant and you will find video after video after video because for the first few years that I did the podcast, the giants and that study of the Nephilim was one of the top things that I was looking at. Uh, As you guys know, I suspect that in these last days that genetic modification and things like that will be a huge end time sign. Uh, maybe even a resurgence of the Nephilim. And uh, so that's always been an interest, a topic of interest for me. So I've done a lot of study on it, years of study on it, and lots of videos are available. So if you're new to the subject of giants and you think, wow, this sounds kind of crazy, kind of out there, do the research. You're going to be blown away by what you discover. Uh, I would start by going to my YouTube channel, and searching for giants. In fact, let me just do this real quick on the fly. There's an old video that I created that really will help you get started. I think I created it many years ago, so I don't know if the quality will be on spot or not, but I think it'll uh, help you get started. It's called Noah, Enoch, Giants, and the Great Deception. Uh, I created this five years ago. Um, but it's it's a great starting point, and uh, I think you should check that out. All right, let's uh, get our portion read for this week. Shalak is the name of the portion. It's Numbers chapter thirteen through fifteen. We will be using the Hallelujah Scriptures today. One of the reasons why is because when we get to the word giant, which is how it is in most English translations. The Hallelujah Scriptures actually calls it Nephilim. And why that matters, I'll tell you when we get there. So, without further rambling and further delay, let's begin the book of Numbers, chapter 13, 
verse 1. And Jehovah spoke to Moshe, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving the children of Israel. Send one man from each tribe of their fathers, every one a leader among them. And by the command of Jehovah, Moshe sent them from the wilderness of Paran, all of them men who were heads of the children of Israel. And these are their names, from the tribe of Reuben, Shemua, son of Zakur, from the tribe of Shimeon, Shaphat, son of Hori, from the tribe of Yehuda, Caleb, son of Yephuneh, from the tribe of Yisachar, Yigal, son of Yosef, from the tribe of Ephraim, Hoshea, son of Nun, from the tribe of Binyamin, Palti, son of Raphu, from the tribe of Zebulun, Gadiel, son of Sodi, from the tribe of Yosef, from the tribe of Manasseh, Gadi, son of Susi, from the tribe of Dan, Amiel, son of Gamlali, from the tribe of Asher, Shether, son of Mikiel, from the tribe of Naphtali, Nahibi, son of Wapshi, from the tribe of Gad, Giel, son of Maki. These are the names of the men whom Moshe sent to spy out the land. And Moshe called Hoshea, the son of Nun, Yehushua. And Moshe sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, Go up there into the Negeb, and go up to the mountains, and see what the land is like, and if the people who dwell in it, whether strong or weak, whether few or many, and whether the land they dwell in is good or evil, whether the cities they inhabit are in the camps or strongholds, and whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there are forests there or not. And you shall be strong, and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the season of the first fruits of grapes. So they went and spied out the land from the wilderness of Sin, as far as Rahab, near the entrance of Hamath. And they went up through Negeb, and came to Hebron, and Heman, Sheshia, and Talmia, and the descendants of Anak were there. Please note, the descendants of Anak are giants. Continuing on. The descendants of Anak were there. Now Hebron had been built seven years before Sion, Solon, in Mitzrayim, that is to say Egypt. And they came to the Wadi, Eshkol, and cut down from there a branch with a cluster of grapes. And they bore it between two men on a pole, also of the promegannates and of the figs. The place was called the Wadi Eshkol because of the cluster which the men of Israel cut down from there. And they returned from spying out the land after forty days. And they went and they came to Moshe and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh. And they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they reported to him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. And truly it flows with milk and honey and its fruit. But the people who dwell in the land are strong and the cities are walled and very great. And we saw the descendants of Anak there too. The Alamakites dwell in the land of Negeb, while the Hittites and the Yebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains 
and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of Yarden. And Caleb silenced the people before Moshe and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are certainly able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel an evil report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land eating up its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in the are men of great size. And we saw there the Nephilim, sons of Anak, of the Nephilim. And we were like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And so we were in their eyes. All right. So they go, and they indeed they see the fruit of the land. They bring back the clusters of grapes and the pomegranates and the figs. and But they give an evil report. And with the exception of Caleb. So Caleb's like, no, we need to go do this. Surely we can overcome it. You know, Caleb obviously having faith. But the rest of the spies not having faith. But they were afraid not without good reason. And this is the part that most people miss. Because most people don't understand that giants actually means giants. And um, again... For more information on that, I'm not going to get into that this morning. Go check out my channel and you'll find a plethora of videos and podcasts about it. But they saw the Nephilim there. And uh, if we go to the Hebrew text, and uh, again, I'm not talking about Strong's Concordance. I'm talking go get a Hebrew Bible, open it up. Verse 33, and you will see et ha Nephilim bani Anak, which literally means the Nephilim. Son, uh, sons of Anak. Okay. And so the word is Ha-Nephilim. The Nephilim. Uh, not giants, although we translate it as giants in most um, translations. But you also see that same word used in Genesis chapter 6. When it talks about the giants uh, being in land in those days. Uh, the Nephilim. And so, they saw these giants. Who knows what the size and stature was? You know, when we get to King David's day, we're talk, we've got giants that are anywhere from 9 foot to 15 foot tall. they got six fingers on each hand. And again, go check out the videos and podcasts I have. I talk about all of this stuff. Um, but this is what they're seeing. So, needless to say, if you and your family and friends were to come up on these beings... And you're being told you've got to go fight them. Uh, you may be terrified as well. So we need to not be so quick to judge the Israelites. But because they did not trust God. Because they came back with an evil report. They are about to be cursed to walk in the wilderness for 40 years. Which is just a tragedy. It's a tragedy. They're freed from slavery. And now none of them. With the exception I believe of. Caleb and Joseph are going to actually enter into the promised land. Forty years of wandering is now their future. Let's continue on. Chapter 14. Then all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel grumbled against Moshe and against Aaron. And all the congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land of Mitzrayim, that is to say Egypt, or if only we had died 
in this wilderness? And why is Jehovah bringing us to this land to fall by the sword that our wives and children should become a prey? Would it not be better for us to turn back to Mitzrayim, that is to say Egypt? So here we have a situation. Things have gotten hard and difficult. This is a lesson for us today. And they say, oh, only if we could go back to the past. Right? Only if we could go back to the slavery that we had in Egypt. It's a sad state of affair. Verse 4. And they said to each other, let us appoint a leader and let us turn back to Mitzrayim. Then Moshe and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And Yahushua, that is to say Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb's son of Yephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their garments. And they spoke to the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If Yehovah has delighted in us, then he shall bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which is flowing with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against Yehovah, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their defense has turned away from them, and Yehovah is with us. Do not fear them. But all the congregation said to stone them with stones. Then the esteem of Yehovah appeared in the tent of appointment before all the children of Israel. And Yehovah said to Moshe, How long shall I be scorned by these people? And how long shall I not be trusted by them with all the signs which I have done in their midst? Let me smite them with the pestilence and disinherit them and make of you a nation greater and mightier than they. So, God's a little upset, needless to say. And he, he appears over the tent of meeting and he says, Moses, how long am I going to have to tolerate this? They don't believe in me. They don't trust in me, even though I've done all these crazy signs in their eyes. I'm going to destroy them with a pestilence. In other words, it would be like a disease, a virus, if you will, a plague of some kind. And then I'm going to make you a nation, and we're going to start this ship over. We're going to start it all over. Verse 13, And Moses said, Yavah, the Mitzrites shall hear it. For by your power you brought these people up from their midst, and they shall say to the inhabitants of this land, They have heard that you, Yehovah, are in the midst of these people, that you, Yehovah, are seen eye to eye, and that your cloud stands above them, and you go before them in the column of the cloud by day and in a column of fire by night. Now if you shall kill these people as one man, then the nations which have heard of your report shall speak, saying, Because... Yehovah was not able to bring his people to the land which he swore to give to them. Therefore he killed them in the wilderness. And now I pray, let the power of Yehovah be great as you have spoken, saying, Yehovah is patient and of great kindness, forgiving wickedness and transgression, but by no means leaving unpunished, visiting the wickedness of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation. Please forgive the wickedness of this people according to the greatness of your kindness as you have forgiven this people from Mitzrayim even until now. So basically Moses is saying, God, you can't do this. For your own namesake, you can't do it. Please reconsider because if you do it this way, even though this is what these people deserve, the other nations are going to say, you simply rescued them from Egypt 
only to bring them into the wilderness and slaughter them there. And then he reminds God of God's characteristics, how God is patient and of great kindness, forgiving wickedness and transgressions. And here is God's response. By the way, this is a prayer that we should be praying for our own country. Please forgive the wickedness of this people according to your greatness of your kindness as you have forgiven this people from Egypt even until now. Verse 20. And Yehovah said, I shall forgive according to your word, but truly as I live, and all the earth is filled with the esteem of Yehovah, for none of these men who have seen my esteem and the signs which I did in Mitzrayim and in the wilderness and have tried me now these ten times. God's been keeping count apparently. And have disobeyed my voice shall see the land which I have sworn to their fathers, nor any of those who scorned me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me completely, I shall bring him into the land where he went, and his seed shall inherit it. Since the Amalekites and the Canaanites are dwelling in the valley, turn back tomorrow, and depart into the wilderness by the way of the Sea of Reeds. And Yehovah spoke to Moshe and Aaron, saying, How long shall this evil congregation have this grumbling against me? I have heard the grumblings which the children of Israel are grumbling against me. Say to them, As I live, declares Yehovah, as you have spoken in my hearing, so I do to you. Wow. Let us remember this when we're complaining, when we're saying in our hearts and our minds, God, how could you? How could you allow this evil to take place in our country? And where is God? And He does not take the grumbling of His people lightly. He's saying, okay, all these things that you are saying about me, how you're just going to die in the wilderness and not trusting me, I've heard all this. And so I'm going to do it to you as you have spoken. Verse 29. The carcass, the carcass of you who have grumbled against me are going to fall in this wilderness. And all of you who were registered according to your entry number from 20 years old and above, none of you except Caleb, son of Yephuneh, and Yahushua, son of Nun, shall enter the land which I swore I would make you dwell in. But your little ones whom you said would become a prey, I shall bring in, and they shall know the land which you have rejected. But as for you, your carcass, carcasses are going to fall into the wilderness, and your sons shall be wanderers in the wilderness forty years, and you shall bear your whorings until your carcasses, I'm having trouble with that word, are consumed in the wilderness. According to the number of the days in which you spied out the land, forty days, a day a year, a day for a year, you are to bear your wickedness forty years, and you shall know my breaking off. I am Yahweh, I have spoken, I shall do this to all this evil congregation who are meeting against me. In this wilderness they are consumed, and there they die. And the men whom Moshe sent to spy out the land, he returned and made all the congregation grumble against him by bringing an evil report of the land. Even those men who brought the evil report about the land die by the plague before Yehovah. Of those men who went to spy out the land, only Yahushua son of Nun and Caleb son of Yephuneh remained alive. And when Moshe spoke these words to the children of Yisrael, the people mourned greatly. 
And they rose up early in the morning and went up to the top of the mountain, saying, See, we have indeed sinned, but we shall go up to the place which Jehovah have spoken of. But Moshe said, Why do you now transgress the command of Jehovah, since it does not prosper? Do not go up, lest you be smitten by your enemies, for Jehovah is not in your midst. See, now they're like, Okay, okay, we made a mistake. We're, we want to go up now and try to fight. And Moshe is like, uh, It's too late. Jehovah is not with you anymore. God is no longer with you. If you go up against them now, you're going to be slaughtered. Verse 43. Because the Amalekites and the Canaanites are there before you, and you shall fall by the sword because you have turned away from Jehovah. Jehovah is not with you. But they presumed to go up to the mountaintop, but neither the Ark of the Covenant of Jehovah nor Moshe left the camp. So the Amalekites and the Canaanites who dwelt in the mountain came down and smote them and beat them down even to Hor Hormah. Chapter 15. And Yahweh spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When you have come into the land of your dwellings, which I am giving you, and you make an offering by fire to Yahweh, a burnt offering or a slaughtering, to accomplish a vow as a voluntary offering, or in your appointed times to make a sweet fragrance to Yahweh, from the herd or from the flock, then he who brings near his offering to Yahweh shall bring near a grain offering, one-tenth part of fine flour, mixed with one-fourth of hen of oil, and one-fourth of hen of wine as a drink offering you prepare with your burnt offering or the slaughtering for each lamb. Or for a ram you prepare as a grain offering two-tenth parts of fine flour mixed with one-third of hen of oil. And as a drink offering, you bring one-third of hen of wine as a sweet fragrance, fragrance to Jehovah. And when you prepare a young bull as a burnt offering, or as a slaughtering to accomplish a vow, or as a peace offering to Jehovah, then shall be brought with the young bull a grain offering of three-tenth parts of fine flour mixed with a half of hen of oil. And bring as the drink offering half a hen of wine, an offering made by fire, a sweet fragrance to Jehovah. This is what is done for each young bull, for each ram, or for each lamb of young goat, according to the number that you prepare, so you do for each one according to their number. Let all who are native do so with them, in bringing near an offering made by fire a sweet fragrance to Yahweh. And when a stranger sojourns with you, or whoever is among you throughout your generations and would make an offering made by fire, a sweet fragrance to Yehovah, as you do, so he does. One law is for you of the assembly and for the stranger who sojourns with you, a law forever throughout your generations. As you are, so is the stranger before Yehovah. One Torah and one right ruling is for you and for the stranger who sojourns with you. And Yehovah spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and say to them, When you come to the land which I bring you, then it shall be, when you eat of the bread of the land, that you present a contribution to Yahweh. Present a cake of the first of your dough as a contribution, as a contribution of the threshing floor you present it. Of the first of your dough you are to give to Yahweh a contribution throughout your generations. And when you sin by mistake, and do not do all these commands which Yahweh has spoken to Moshe, all that Jehovah has commanded you by the hand of Moshe from the day Jehovah gave command and onward throughout your generations, then it shall be, 
If it's done by mistake without the knowledge of the congregation, that all the congregation shall prepare one young bull as a burnt offering, as a sweet fragrance to Yehovah, with its grain offering and its drink offering according to the right ruling, and one male goat as a sin offering. Then the Kohen, that is to say priest, shall make an atonement for all the congregation of the children of Israel, and it shall be forgiven them, for it was by mistake. And they shall bring their offering, an offering made by fire to Yehovah, and their sin offering before Yehovah for their mistake. And it shall be forgiven all the congregation of the children of Israel, and the stranger who sojourns in their midst, because all the people do it by mistake. And if a being sins by mistake, then he shall bring a female goat a year old as a sin offering. And the Kohen shall make atonement for the being who strays by mistake, when he sins by mistake before Yehovah, to make atonement for him, and it shall be forgiven him. For him who makes a mistake there is one Torah, both for him who is native among the children of Yisrael, and for the stranger who sojourns in their midst. But the being who acts defiantly, whether he is native or a stranger, he reviles Yehovah, and that being shall be cut off from among his people, because he has despised the word of Yehovah and has broken his commandments. That being shall be certainly cut off. His wickedness is upon him. And while the children of Israel were in the wilderness, they found a man gathering sticks on the Sabbath day. And those who found him gathering sticks brought him to Moshe and to Aaron and to all the congregation. And he put it under guard because he had not been declared what should be done to him. And Yehovah said to Moshe, The man shall certainly be put to death, all the congregation stoning him with stones outside the camp. And all the congregation brought him outside the camp and stoned him with stones, as Yehovah commanded Moshe, and he died. And Yehovah spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and you shall say to them to make seat seats on the corners of their garments throughout their generations, and to put a blue cord in the seats, in the seat seats of the corner. And it shall be to you a seat seat, and you shall see it, and shall remember all the commands of Yehovah, and shall do them. And do not search after your own heart and your own eyes, after which you went whoring, so that you remember, and you shall do all my commands, and be Kodesh, that is to say, holy, unto your Elohim. I am Yehovah, your Elohim, who brought you out of the land of Mitzrayim. To be your Elohim, I am Yehovah, your Elohim. And that, my friends, is the end of the portion for this week. I pray that it's been a blessing to you this morning. Some shocking things uh, that we read in that portion. You know, the man being... I don't have any commentary, but other than to say, you know, it's its shocking, right? The, the man gathering sticks on the Sabbath day, and then he is put to death for violating that. And then God says, okay, wear it, put a seat seat, put on a seat seat on your garments with a blue cord. And that is to remind you to not seek after your own heart, but to obey God's commands. We are so grateful to have the grace of Messiah. The grace of our Lord. But we should also be reminded to take obedience to God and his word and his commandments very serious may his mercy 
and patience and long-suffering be upon us all. And may we have the strength through the Holy Spirit to live out the life that he has called us to live. That is all I have for you this morning. Thanks for listening. I pray you all be blessed. Until next time.